0: hello everybody and welcome to church wherever you are and whatever day you're watching this I hope you are well my name is Sarah and today I have the opportunity to share about how to recognize God's voice this is a favorite topic of mine and I have the opportunity of sharing on this topic all over the world and I realized the other day that I've actually shared on it dozens of times but every time I share on it I learn something new and that's because I'm not here today to teach you a task. It's not gonna be a lesson like how to tie your shoes or how to edit a photo or how to uh, make a coffee, but I'm here to hopefully teach you some ways that you can recognize God's voice. And that's different to a task because it's about relationship. And so with any relationship, there's things that we learn and there's things we grow and develop by spending time with that person. And one of the things I've recognized as I've been praying about what to speak on this week is that we're in such a really cool season. So as many of you know, 2020 and COVID has deconstructed the way that we are doing church all around the world. Church leaders are having to get really creative and make a way for us to connect, to still be able to worship and listen to teaching and spend time with each other. However, we're not gathering face to face and we're not doing the typical church model that many of us grew up with and have been a part of for years. And so things have been shaken up and what I'm seeing personally is that God is using this season to draw people to himself. You know, it's very easy um, and as someone who's grown up in the church I can say this, it's very easy to attend church and to listen to the worship and to be encouraged by the speakers and to be inspired by the faith of others without really developing one of our own. I'm not talking about whether we're a Christian or not, I'm talking about our relationship with God. And you know, it's really good to gather, it's really good to worship. I think it blesses the heart of God and it's one of the commands in the Bible. But it's never to replace our personal relationship with God. God has things that He wants to do in your life. God has things that He wants to speak to you about. God has wisdom for you, God has opportunities that he's making that he will highlight to you. There's many things that God is doing in our lives but we often don't realize because we haven't learned to recognize his voice. And so today I'm hoping that we can unpack some of those things and look at the ways that God speaks and look at how we can understand his ways and also ways to check whether we've heard from God. So I personally think it's very easy to hear God's voice. Stay with me on this. I hear it's very easy to hear God's voice but it's a little bit more difficult to recognize that voice because the difference between hearing God's voice and recognizing God's voice is relationship. You know, I have a work phone and so I have a lot of random numbers calling me all the time, sometimes from all over the world as well. And there's numbers I don't recognize and there's sometimes numbers that don't have any caller ID. So people are calling me and I don't know who they are. And when that happens, I often hear someone on the other end of the line, and I have to ask who they are and try and get some kind of context on why they're calling me. But when my family calls me and I've had my father and my sister work for businesses that had no caller ID, when they would call me, I wouldn't know who was calling me. But when I heard that voice, I knew immediately who that voice was. I have a sister who often when she calls me, she just has to say one word, two letters, OI. Oi! it's barely a word, it's more like a sound. And I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? It's not because she said, hey, it's your sister calling. Hey, Sarah, I know you. I know that voice from two letters because I have a relationship with that voice. I've heard that voice before. I know that voice. I have known that voice for my whole life. And I love that voice. I spend time with that voice. And so it's really no different to us and God, is that God is always speaking. In fact, we are introduced in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, and we might just look at that now. In Genesis chapter 1, we are introduced at the very beginning to a God who speaks. The first thing we learn about God is that he was always there. And then we learn that he is present. But the Bible teaches us from the very beginning that God speaks. You know, it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 and then God said, verse verse six, and then God said, verse nine, then God said, verse 14, then God said. I think you're getting the picture and it just continues to go on. And every time that God speaks, something happens. God's word has uh, creative power. When God speaks, he brings order from chaos. And God is a God who speaks. He spoke then and he speaks now. He teaches us and he explains who he is in the Bible is a God who communicates. I love the communication of God because it's so personal. You know, we see in the Bible that He uses many different ways to speak to individuals. You know, He talks to Abraham through the stars and He visits with Abraham. Uh, Joshua gets a warrior, Moses gets a burning bush. Uh, Balaam, somebody who wasn't even a follower of God, didn't have a relationship with God, heard God's voice and God used a donkey. And then there's many other examples in the Bible. Mary gets an angel. Saul hears an audible voice. Uh, The people that were with Saul or Paul at the time just heard thunder. So God is a God who is personal, whether he's using writing on the wall in the book of Daniel or whether he's uh, calling people by name in the gospels with the disciples, God speaks and he's the great I am. He's the God who doesn't change. You know, I love that when he's talking to Israel about who he is, he's like, I'm the God of your fathers. I'm the God who knew Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I find it interesting that he's not just like, I'm the God of Abraham, which was like many generations ago, but he's the God of David. He's the God who speaks to individuals and he calls them by name. So the book of Isaiah actually tells us that God, or God tells us that he calls us by name, and one of my favorite examples in the Bible of how personal God is and and how committed he is to us hearing and recognizing his voice is in the book of Samuel and if you have your Bibles I'd love for you to turn to 1st Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 and we're going to look at this together right now so 1st Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 it says here meanwhile the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli now in those days messages from the Lord were very rare And visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, said Samuel. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? (laughs) I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So here we have Samuel is hearing a voice, a voice that's calling him by name, but he doesn't recognize that voice. And the only other person who calls him by name in the temple Is his roommate Eli so he's running to Eli like several times because he doesn't recognize that it's God speaking to him so the Lord calls a third time and once more Samuel gets up and goes to Eli here I am did you call me then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy so he said to Samuel go and lie down again and if someone calls again say speak Lord your servant is listening so Samuel went back to bed And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. I love this story because one, it shows us that God speaks. Two, it shows us that God calls us by name. You know, it's not just in the Old Testament that God calls people by name. Um, God and, and Samuel didn't quite have a relationship just yet. You know, God's calling the boy and Samuel doesn't recognize that voice. He thinks it's Eli and when he runs to Eli, Eli finally realizes it's the Lord. But God called Samuel four times by name and Samuel in many ways missed it. He missed it four times. But what do we see is that God continues to call him. And sometimes when it comes to hearing God's voice, we can be afraid that we're going to miss it or we overcomplicate it. But I think this season uh, that we're in right now as the church is a time where we're developing our relationship with God as individuals. Not without others, but directly us and God. And it's a time where we can come face to face to God in a way that we haven't before. uh, Removing the distractions, removing the usual things that we depend upon and actually spend time with God and really press in and search for Him. You know God spoke to Samuel and he gave him a message and it says in that text that God actually trusted Samuel and you can see why because Samuel is soft-hearted and values God's voice I mean he gets out of bed three times and goes to Samuel and on the fifth time that God calls him He actually says speak. I'm listening. I'm listening and I think that's really beautiful because It shows the relationship that started with Samuel and God and Samuel was a prophet that stayed faithful to God and uh, he transitioned Israel from from the book of Judges to Kings and he was somebody that was really respected and known as somebody who didn't mistreat or was casual with God's words and and valued God's words so when we fast forward to uh, the New Testament we see that Jesus God in flesh is walking through the cities, walking through towns, and he's also calling people by name. I love in Luke 19 when Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name. You know, Jesus and Zacchaeus didn't know each other. Um, In many ways, Zacchaeus is like fangirling over Jesus, climbing a tree, Uh, he's a tax collector, he's not a religious person, but he's interested in what this Messiah, this prophet, this man is, that's walking through uh, the town and getting all this attention, and it had a crowd following him. And as he's watching, Jesus notices him in the tree. And there's many ways that Jesus could have dealt with that situation. He could have seen that man in the tree and been like, hey, you in the tree, or hey, tax collector, or anything. He could have named him many different names, I'm sure. And apparently, he wasn't much liked in Israel. So I'm sure there are a few names that that people would have liked to have called him. But Jesus calls him by name. Jesus says, Zacchaeus. And he calls him by name, and we see that the loving kindness of God, which that that scripture is all about, leads Zacchaeus to repentance because Jesus gets personal with him. And I think um, I'm thinking a lot lately about Hebrews 11 verse 6 and about the realm of faith. And what the Bible teaches us about faith is that faith is personal. And often we can be a little bit um, satisfied, easily satisfied, with just our faith being on the level of salvation. Okay, I now know God is real, and I know he is good, and he loves me, so I am now saved. But the good news of the gospel calls us into a relationship with God, and it's about a God who desires personal relationship with us. And so when we um, enter into that relationship, God begins to reveal more and more of who he is, and we begin to value God's heart. So when I speak on this topic, one of the instant responses I get from people is, I just don't hear God's voice. I don't know if it's God or if it's me. And I always like to encourage people that this is something we learn. Relationships are something we develop. And one of the best ways to learn to recognize someone's voice is to spend time with that voice. And I think that during this year we have a lot of extra time. Some of us are still juggling a lot of things online and have been quite busy but we are a little less social than what we usually are because a lot of events have being canceled, trips have been canceled, and our usual way of routine has been mixed up. And I know for me personally, um, I'm spending a lot of time with God, and I found that time to be quite precious because I'm having these deep revelations and I'm actually having these honest conversations with God. And I think I'm amazed that I still come to God with a sense of, oh, this is what I should be talking to you about versus what I really wanna talk to you about. And one of the things I notice is that people are afraid to hear God's voice or afraid to even open themselves up because they're afraid of what God will say. And so I often hear, you know, I don't really wanna hear God's voice because uh, if I know God's speaking to me and he might tell me to do something I don't wanna do, to give up something I like or tell me to go somewhere I don't wanna go. Maybe you can relate to this. Well, I think that really comes back to a faith issue. It really comes back to what we believe about God. And in Hebrews 11, verse six, it talks about faith in the way of, there's a general faith, faith knowing that God exists. So you know, faith without faith, it's impossible to please God because faith firstly acknowledges that God exists. And I think you and I could probably be in that box right now because I'm guessing you're watching this. You believe that maybe God exists or it does exist if you're a seeker or a Christian. And then it goes on to say that it doesn't just believe that God exists, but that he rewards those who seek him. So there's a general faith that God exists, that he created the world, that God is good. There's things we just know about God that we accept and we believe. But then there's the realm of personal faith. And that's, I think, the faith that goes really intimate with God, because it's a faith that risks vulnerability. And it's a faith that gets real with God. It's faith where he wants us to come closer and to seek him so God actually rewards a seeker and what I love about that is that God actually meets with us in a very personal way and so faith isn't defined by what we are believing or praying for like I have faith for this or I have faith for that or I want this to happen or I'm praying for that to happen faith is actually what we believe about God And We really need God's opinion on God. We need God's definition of God. We need to know who God says he is and what God's opinion on God is. And that's why the Word of God is so precious to us because it's not just God's opinion on God, but it's full of examples and stories on the way that God speaks. We have a God who is so personal. We have a God who speaks to individuals, not just by name, but in ways that they understand. And He's a God who reaches out to others and and reaches out to them and continues to reach out and continues to reach out. And people won't miss God's voice when they genuinely are seeking Him. God wants to teach us to recognize His voice. And it's not just the desire of God to teach us, we've actually been given the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a helper. And one of the ways that He helps us when we read the Bible is that you know we believe that the Bible the logos uh, which was one of the Greek words for word of God the logos word refers to the fact that scripture is God breathed you know in Hebrews it talks about the Word of God being sharper than any two-edged sword and that it it is able to judge the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and I love that about the Word of God because when I read it I feel like it aligns my heart with what is truth and so we can read the Bible and we can And we can enjoy the Logos, the God-breathed word, the the living testimonies that are in this book. But also there's another word for the word of God, and that's the word Rhema. R-H-E-M-A, Rhema. We also have a fantastic radio station with that name. But the Rhema word of God is all about uh, utterance. That's what it means. It means utterance. And it's actually when the Holy Spirit illuminates the word of God in a way that it points specifically to an area of our life. So I can read um, a particular text and I can think, okay, let's take 1 Corinthians 13, for example, and I can read that love is patient and love is kind, and I can think, that's nice, that's really good, I, I need to be more patient and more kind. <laughs> but then I can read that text and it can jump off the page and directly relate to an area of my life that I've been seeking God on. And I don't know about you, but I've had many experiences reading the Word of God where I have found a scripture that I've never seen before. And it's always been in the Bible, but for some reason, it's never hit me in quite the same way as what it's hitting me in that moment. And that's what I mean. That's that's the reign Word of God. That's when the Word of God speaks to us. But we also just need to make sure we're spending time with God. And I just want to break some of the boxes that we put around that phrase, spending time with God. You know, sometimes we can think spending time with God has to look a certain way. Uh, it has to look like sitting, you know, really still and having your Bible open and and waiting on the Lord and whilst that is a component and it is actually a lot of the ways that I spend with God there are many other ways there's nothing better than getting out amongst nature and removing distractions switching off your phone and going for a hike whether it's in the bush or on the beach and being with God you know Psalms 19 talks about the heavens and nature calling out praise to God And I think there's such a beautiful um, environment to hear God's voice. You know, there was a moment in my life a couple of years ago where I just didn't feel like I was hearing God's voice. I was seeking him on some things and I was just getting nothing. It was like nothing. And I was thinking, okay, I even teach on this topic and I feel like I'm in a bit of a wilderness experience and I was kind of panicking about some things I had to make decisions on, but I didn't know what to do with them. And I finally like got really desperate and I grabbed my Bible, grabbed a cup of tea, went and sat out um, at this place I was staying with my dad and it overlooked the water and we're in this little cottage and I'm sitting on this back veranda and I'm all by myself and I'm just starting to work myself up into this like crisis of I need to hear God speak and I was getting nothing and I was like I'll read a couple of psalms, that always works. Started reading some psalms (laughs) and I'm not getting anything that I felt like I needed And eventually I just gave up and I put my Bible down and I grabbed my cup of tea and I just sat there and I just began to look at the water in front of me and it was like I just became still and everything became still and I looked at the water and immediately I just felt the the whisper of God just say to me there you go and I looked at the water and I felt like I just heard God's voice say to me Sarah I want to restore your soul. And as you know, in Psalm 23, the Bible talks about the shepherd, the good shepherd, the one that we follow, leading us beside still waters to restore our soul. And I think what I was wanting in that moment was I was wanting God to communicate to me in a way that I felt like I needed, whereas God just wanted to spend time with me and God just wanted to be with me. And God wanted to remind me and reassure me who he is and that he wants to restore my soul. And it was a breakthrough moment for me because I just stopped striving and making it so complicated and just began to enjoy God's presence. So we have a God who is with us and we have a God who speaks to us and we have a God who is committed to speaking to us and, speak to us and speaks to us in a way that we can understand. And we have a God who as well has given us a helper. And one of the ways I've really learned to understand that God speaks is through wisdom. And that's my last point is, you know, the Bible talks in James about the book of James about asking God for wisdom and the wisdom that comes from heaven is wisdom from God. And it's wisdom that can give us understanding into a situation. There's been times in my life where I've wanted a scripture verse for something and I've wanted God to give me a sign or I've wanted God to give me a confirmation on something. And God has given me his wisdom and wisdom is having understanding, having God's understanding on a situation and wisdom is a lot about timing. But wisdom is a way that God speaks. It's a a precious gift to us, and it's something that we can ask for, and God wants to give to us. So in wrapping this up a little bit now, I just want to encourage you that this is a season where we can draw close to God. We're not as distracted, or maybe we have some distractions that could happen, but I believe that God wants to draw us to himself. I really believe that God has things on his heart that he wants to speak to us about. I want to encourage those of you who are moving into a time of seeking God, a time of wanting to understand wanting or needing to make decisions and wanting to make good decisions. God actually can meet you in that place. He's a faithful God and he's a God who has things on his heart that he doesn't withhold from us. And don't forget, he says he always rewards a seeker. Also, God actually wants us to enjoy his presence and he wants us to understand what he's like. You know, I find that God is not confusing when you understand his character and you learn about his ways and this is an incredible time for us to get real with God. Uh, We don't have a middleman. We don't have a priest. That's the good news of the gospel. And for some of us there are things in our lives that we've depended upon for our relationship with God that might not be there anymore. Or might not be there in a way that we're used to having them there. But I want to encourage you that God has not abandoned you. God has not left you. I feel like God wants to encourage you that he's actually bringing you into a a time where you and him can get closer together. When you really begin to go for that walk or sit on that couch or do something that you feel like is going to bring you into an awareness of God's presence. And God will meet you in that place. Uh, The word of God can speak to you personally in a way that can confirm things that He's been speaking to you about. Uh, God wants you to realize that He actually has answers for you and they're answers that might not come in the form that you want, but they will be in the form that you need. We have a really good God. We have a God who speaks, a God we can understand and a God we can trust. So whether you're in the realm of uh, wanting to hear God's voice and recognize that voice, or whether you're somebody who is afraid of hearing God because you're afraid of what he says, I want to encourage you that he's a good God, that the enemy would love for fear to block you from seeking God, but it doesn't have to be that way. Fear is is a power we give the enemy. It's, It's something that we feel, but beyond the feeling, it's when we allow it to dictate our decisions that we really need to be aware of not letting that happen. So if you're afraid Of Hearing God's voice. I want to encourage you today to ask why like what do you believe about the father? That probably isn't correct because God is not going to be one who crushes you You know, it says that so many times in the Bible that God actually when he speaks he brings life and he's made it very clear to us Through Jesus, especially in John 10 10. He says I've come to give you life and life to the full so as we embrace this season and walk it out diligently do it with the Lord. Spend time with God. Ask him to show you what he's like. Bring your questions before him. Ask him to speak to you. Trust that he's going to speak to you. And when you hear something from God, bring it up before the word of God. Bring it before his character and nature. Invite the Holy Spirit into that. And let's just see what God can do. So I want to leave you with that today and just encourage you to go deeper in your walk with God. I think that God is doing something quite significant all around the world. And I'm hearing of tremendous stories of God bringing people to greater revelation of who he is, um, God bringing breakthrough in people's lives and stirring up hunger, stirring up a lot of hunger for the believer and the unbeliever. I'm hearing uh, a lot of my friends who are in ministry are saying that people are just randomly approaching them and asking them questions, really deep faith questions. And I think this is something God's doing on the earth, and it's a good thing. He's stirring up hunger for him because he wants to release something new. So be blessed today, be encouraged, and don't forget that Jesus loves you so much, and he's with you, he's for you, and he wants to speak to you.